Welcome back to First Gen Table Talks with Eileen Rivera. This episode is all about getting to know a resource located within the Student Involvement Center in Doc Bryan, Suite 171. You may have spotted her overseeing events such as Meet the Greeks, leadership workshops for the fraternity sorority life community, and much more. Her office helps coordinate events year-round to bring life and community to the ATU campus. She also provides students with the opportunities to network and engage with other leaders at Tech and within the River Valley community. As a first-generation graduate, she makes sure that these events provide the opportunities needed for her students. Her office hosts close to 48 events each semester on campus alone, with students constantly coming into the office and asking, where is Riley? Let's get to know what her office has to offer. As this episode's special guest, we have Riley Gashaw, who is the Assistant Director for Campus Life. If you could please introduce yourself. Hey everybody, my name's Riley Gashaw, and as Eileen said, I'm the Assistant Director for Campus Life. Um, a little bit about me, I'm a two-time grad of Arkansas Tech University, first graduating in 2014 which with a Bachelor's of Arts um, with an emphasis in graphic design, and then also in 2016 with my Master's in College Student Personnel, and you're probably like, what the heck is that? It is basically working with college students to enhance their leadership skills, to becoming better individuals for the world that they go into post-graduation. So an easy way to say that is I get to live college forever being in this job and that's what I do. I come from a single parent family household with two younger siblings who also went to Arkansas Tech and have graduated from here. Uh, we're all first gen but I'm the first one to go to college um, out of my family and continue my education into the master's program which is you know something we'll talk about a little bit later I'm sure but just super excited to be here share knowledge share resources. Um, and just chit chat. The quote that Riley actually wanted to share with you guys today is uh, Be you, be bold unapologetically. And that's from Life Coach, Coach Kev. Thank you. So let's get started with these questions. How was your undergraduate experience? It was a time. Uh, no, it was a really great time being a first gen student. I was the one that was in my room in class, and that's it for the first semester. Not really knowing what to expect, not really having anyone on campus to know, like a friend group or anything like that so really just trying to figure it out all on my own and then realized oh this whole get involved was important right and so they being job supervisors and such were like you need to do this you need to get involved with this and I was like all right so spring semester of freshman year is where it all started and just opportunities and networking came from it so different jobs different student org involvement such as some that I oversee um, now I got to be a part of those as a student so it's really cool experience to be able to share those stories and memories with the students that I oversee today. So you mentioned being the only one that continued your education. What made you decide to go to grad school? I would say my mentor from undergrad, um, her name is, is Jenny Butler. She, Jenny, if you see this when I share it, hey. Um, but if she, she's the one that continued my, me and pushed me because it came to graduate about graduation time in 2014 and she was like, so what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, you know, I really don't know. And she was like, well, let's talk about it. Like, do you want to work with people? Do you want to work with students? Do you want to do art forever? And I was like, I kind of want to do a little bit of everything, but I like working with students. I like being a resource. I like doing, you know, kind of the things that I do as a student leader. And she was like, okay, okay. And I was like, you know what? I want to do what you do. Mm -hmm. And she was the director of orientation. And so we had conversations about different graduate programs. And that's when the um, program with here at Arkansas Tech was introduced to me. I had conversations with the faculty over there and then graduate assistantships became a part of the conversation because something I told myself was I wasn't going to grad school if I had to pay out of pocket. 
um, because I was fortunate enough in undergrad to apply for scholarships and have job opportunities to help pay so I didn't get too much in debt but then the only way to go to grad school was if it got paid for and Mm -hmm. the program here in Arkansas Tech does that and so that was like all right well this is a sign I'm gonna do it and we did it. Okay and so could you tell us a little bit about that application process especially as a first generation student? Yeah the undergraduate process uh, it was me just trying to figure it out on my own. I did, you know, had high school counselors um, that helped. We had, you know, people at the university, you know, uh, admissions recruiters and stuff like that. But it was just really just asking the questions. So if I didn't know something, it's, yeah, we can go to Google because Google's free. But at the same time, um, it's reaching out to someone who knows what they're talking about to answer those questions for me and not being afraid to ask those questions. Um, finances from a single parent family household mm-hmm. finances a stressor um, for, for, for at least for me and my family then and so it was just finding the best way to make sure financially we were, I was good to go to school um, and so reaching out to financial aid reaching out to the foundation's office um, for scholarship opportunities and then doing a little bit of research on my own um, and then moving into grad school that process I would say was a little bit easier because I had the resources on campus to be able to help me figure out, you know, what application, like step by step, what I needed to do, the application, essays, test scores, things like that. But it was all here um, on campus at ATU that allowed me to, those resources were allowed me to make the easier, the application process easier for grad school. Okay. And what helped you, what helped motivate you like throughout the master's program in order to actually follow through with it and achieve those goals, especially being as you're paving your own way here. And I know like now there's a lot more structure. So what, what helped you to attain those goals? I would, I would say I had two major pushes or two major motivators. Um, One is family. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to better myself so I could better them. It's always a big one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my, you know, my brothers wanted to go to school and I wanted to be able to help them, like, be it as a resource to create their own paths, right? Mm -hmm. And then I would definitely say the opportunity I got as a graduate student to be a resource to undergrad students was a big motivator as well because... I wanted to be that person that a lot of people didn't have or that I didn't have in undergrad. I wanted to be that resource and that support system um, and being that voice for people that really didn't have one or they didn't know where to put their voice to. So I think those were my two biggest motivators throughout grad school to finish um, was family and the students that I worked with at the time. Thank you for sharing that. So how did you come about your position here at ATU? So as I've said, mentioned before, undergrad, grad. Um, and so after I graduated graduate school, I wanted to take a break. <laughs> Being here for six years, it doesn't seem like a long time, but a lot happened within those six years. Um, and I just needed a change of scenery. So mm-hmm. I moved to Texas um, to an institution um, down there and got to experience, you know, a larger school with different, you know, culture and different um, traditions and spirit and things like that. And then moved to another school to pursue getting back on the career path to orientation. Um, so I was at Stephen F. Austin um, in Nacogdoches. And then um, Kevin Solomon actually reached out and said, hey, when are you going to come back to tech? And I was like, well, my brothers are still there. Um, and I didn't want to 
uh, come back when they were here because I wanted them to have their own path. I wanted them to not live in the quote unquote shadow of their big sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, because I did so much as an undergrad, but it's still, I mean, to this day, like still impacts, you know, the different things that are done on campus. And I didn't want them to have to, I wanted them to have their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, as soon as one grad, the last one graduates, I will come back. Um, and so little did we all know, um, January of 2023, the youngest went to, um, his internship and they were like, okay, come back. And I was like, okay, what you got for me? And we talked, you know, we had conversation and they were like, we want you to oversee our fraternity and sorority life and our student activities. We know that that's a lot, but we know that you can do it. We know that you can handle it. Um, but we know that you can make a big impact and make it stronger and enhance what we already have. And I was like, all right, challenge accepted because never in my life have I done anything fraternity and sorority life related besides be an advisor. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Never been in the weeds as to what I am today. Um, student activities I can do it in my sleep it's just event planning um you know listening to students voices of what they want but fraternity and sorority life is a different it's a different beast Um, Mm -hmm. they operate very differently so that's how I came about the job in itself is just network and connection with faculty and staff that were still on this campus and I knew I'd always wanted to come back to tech just because of the opportunities that it provided for me and I wanted to give back and then so I saw this as an opportunity to come back and do what I want to do and you know make my give give back and here we are uh, sitting in front of you <laughs> doing this podcast, giving back. Yeah. Um, so what kind of goals did you set your, for yourself as a first-generation graduate to achieve now that you are in the position to guide others? And I know you've said that it's been a like huge motivator for you and you see yourself as a resource. And obviously I see you as a resource because yeah. I'm highlighting you <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah. So um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So goals that I set um, – I think if we start from the beginning, like just as an undergrad, I knew what my where you know what my story was, and I, my biggest thing was I I wanted to graduate undergrad as less as not or however you want in debt as possible. I didn't want to be in debt. I didn't want to be up into my neck in debt, and so I think one of the goals was just striving to work hard, whether that be holding multiple jobs at once, applying for scholarships, and you know just just really putting my head down and grinding out that achieving that goal. Um, and then going into grad school, I just wanted to finish. Um, and what is that? What did that look like? Because when I was in grad school, I held a hall director position, which oversees a residence hall, but it's a full-time position. So it was working 40, 50, 60 hours a week on top of going to grad school full-time. And so it wasn't, you know, just a, oh, you only work 20 hours and that's it. Mm-hmm. It was a full-time job with lots of responsibility, but great opportunity. Um, and so again, just like continuing to hold on to my why, whether it's personally or professionally, um, is what kept me going through to achieving those goals. And I think just overall where I am now is just continuing to provide myself with education um, for the students that we work with and asking them those questions because they're the ones living it day to day. I'm not doing that anymore. And bettering myself as a resource to them so then that way they can accomplish their goals um, and I'm just along for the ride. Thank you. Um, So... You've mentioned graduate assistantships and stuff like that. So do you have any graduate assistants now? 
Yes, I do. Okay, so how do they help you coordinate stuff within your office and plan those events and attend to students? Yeah, of course. So I have two graduate assistants mm-hmm. um, who just fall within my office. I don't say that they report to me. I say we. I work for them. I work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a running joke all the time. I. <laughs> Riley, you work for us. Yes, I do work for you. No, um, I they help a whole heck of a lot um, just because of what I oversee in my position. Um, and so we divide and conquer. We help each other out. Um, they each have their own counsel within our fraternity and sorority life office that they oversee. And then one helps me oversee student activities board. And, you know, when one can't do something, the other one steps in or we go in all three of us or, you know, sometimes they need a break because they're students first and foremost. And so I think it's super important that I, as their supervisor, understand that and see that. Um, but making sure that what they're doing isn't just work, it's mm-hmm. actually benefiting them for their master's program, whether they're studying student affairs or business or strength and conditioning or, you know, whatever, emergency management, whatever it might be, just because they're not wanting to do student affairs full time, mm-hmm. but they're using this as a resource, one, probably to pay for school. Mm-hmm. And oh, then sure. two, you know, how does that benefit them? So mm-hmm. what can they take away? once they graduate, oh, I learned this in my assistantship to help me, I don't know, create this business plan. Yeah. You know, so I think that's super important. And so, I mean, that's what they do. I could sit here all day. That could be a whole nother podcast about (laughs) what they do, but they are a huge asset. And I don't think huge is a big enough word to me as a professional, um, just because of, like I said, what falls within my position and they help out with that a whole lot. So what kind of leadership opportunities does your office help offer within the ATU community? Yeah, so within the ATU community, I just think but between specifically between our fraternity and sorority life community and our and then student activities board, we for student activities board we have executive board positions. Mm-hmm. Um and, and team member positions. And so that allows students to dip their toe in the water of, you know, leadership opportunities. And then from there, I really try my best to provide constructive criticism or feedback or guidance into helping them, one, plan those events, but two, again, making sure they get out of it something that's beneficial for them when they graduate that they can apply. And then same with the fraternity and sorority life opportunities. Um, we have, you know, each, each chapter has their own executive board. And then, of course, I work more closely with the presidents, but it's providing those leadership opportunities of how to lead an organization, of um, how to plan events, of how to educate those about, you know, around you about philanthropy and service or even just about your chapter in itself. You know, mm-hmm. every every chapter is unique. Every organization is unique and we have to tell our story. Um, and so helping them learn how to tell their story. And, and is that and that's what I do. Um, so it's specific. It could be specific to each organization. It could be specific to the community. Um, but my biggest thing is just building a bridge um, between both of those communities with the ATU community. So that way you don't have to belong to that community to be a part of something. Um, it's, you know, there are closed events for certain groups, but my job is to make sure that it, we bridge the gap between the two so we can support each other um, across campus. Can you tell me a little bit more about the registered student organizations that fall under your office? Yeah, we have two areas. So we have fraternity and sorority life and then student activities. So 
Fraternity and sorority life, there are 14 organizations, chapters who what that are registered student organizations that operate very differently, but they operate the same um, sometimes. And then we on top of that, we have three governing councils. Um, so those councils oversee those chapters to make sure they're, you know, providing different resources to them, academics, scholarship, co-curricular activities. And then, then you have the office. Um, and then, the you know, that's not re- really a registered student organization but it's just the hierarchy of how it operates. And then Student Activities Board is an RSO itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, that's the big one there. The fun crew is, you know, they call it, and they provide engaging educational events on campus for our campus community. So that's really what makes up what falls within my office are those Mm -hmm. chapters and then a Student Activities Board. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. How do students become a part of these RSOs and how would they go about doing doing that or are there like more specific events for that kind of stuff yeah so let's talk about SAB first so SAB as I said is open to all students they do have team member opportunities which means any student can come and once team member applications open they open at the beginning of every semester they can fill out that application or interest form come to a meeting and they join a team so our executive board their chairs and they oversee specific areas or specific program types and if a student is interested and doing educational events. They can hop on that team. Or if they're interested in doing spirits and traditions, which is, you know, big money bingo or tailgate at the games or they hosted the Taylor Swift night. Um, It's not necessarily spirit and tradition of Arkansas Tech, but we're going to create that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so they, you know, you can hop on a team and then going from a team member, you can then apply for executive board positions. That's how, you know, and it's just coming to events. That's how you get involved with SAB is just coming and asking those questions and making that experience great. Now we can move over to fraternity and sorority life and that's a little bit more structured of how to how to join um, just because they do formal recruitments. They host uh, Meet the Greeks which is an interest night for all of our chapters to come out and then those that are interested or if you just want free food. I mean that's what we offer. You don't even have to be interested in joining a chapter. You can literally just come and eat and leave um, and so it's just getting that involvement and so our chapters host that. Like I said they go through a fall formal recruitment and then they do um, a spring unfor- or informal which is called continuous open bid but if students are interested in joining the Greek life community they can reach out to those uh, organizations or they can come by the office with Doc Brian 171 across from the bookstore mm-hmm. um, and chat and I think you know just because you're interested doesn't mean you have to do it you can just ask the questions to educate yourself on both of those Greek life and Student Activities Board. In your opinion, what do you think is the biggest reasoning why students join either Fraternity and Sorority Life or SAB? For me, I think like being an outside person, being the one that oversees both areas, I think that students join, and I'm just going to use one word, and it's opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I can sit here all day and tell you these are the opportunities that they offer you, but at the end of the day, it's up to the student to figure out what they truly want and if the values and the morals of all these organizations match with their own and provide them the opportunity to grow. So I think like for me, that's what it is, is students join these organizations for opportunity to be better, to to grow, to engage. And so I think that that's what it is, is one word opportunity. Thank you. And could you tell me about some of the events that your office helps coordinate year round in general, just tends to bring life to campus and engage with students? Yeah. So Student Activities Board is the first one we're going to go to just because they 
their events are for all students, all Arkansas Tech students. And I mean, some of those events are the hypnotist at the beginning of the kickoff, the fall semester, moves into um, just different educational events or engaging events. This last semester, they hosted You Matter, which is a suicide awareness and prevention event. They hosted a Murder Mystery Night, all kinds of events during Homecoming, Tech's Got Talent, everyone's favorite Big Money Bingo. Um, that one <laughs> yes. was pretty good. Like people trying to persuade people to exchange their prizes and someone's like, no, I really want this, you know? <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. We had like 400 people at Big Money Bingo, which is huge, huge success there. And then to end every semester, they do late night breakfast in, in the calf. With I Star love Wells. late night breakfast. <laughs> uh, hey, so December the 5th, nine o'clock in okay. the calf. That's where we're going to be. <laughs> um, and then our big event in the spring is summer send off. So we try to start the fall semester with something large, the hypnotist, and we try to end the spring semester going into the summer with something large as well, and so summer send-off. For those of you that don't know, or that might be freshmen, um, summer send-off is basically like a little carnival that Tech has every year, and I would highly recommend going. They have a DJ, they have rides that you can get on, the food is free, it's just really fun to go, and it's during sunset, so you get all the fair vibes with, you know, knowing that it's a safe space and it's here on campus, you know, and that parking yeah, lot where Witherspoon yeah. yeah yes and it it's just a lot of fun you guys so if you get the opportunity to go be sure to go and have fun 100% agree what were some of the events that maybe fraternity and sorority life yeah. have that students that might be in- looking at them would be interested in yeah I think the biggest ones that they could could be of interest to come to definitely would be meet the Greeks and then which they host in the fall which is the big one um, because it's nice and warm outside so we mm-hmm. want to be outside we have one in in the beginning of the spring uh, but it's a little chilly pending the weather um, so you never know what you're gonna get ice snow sun who knows um, and so uh, that one's not as big but it's still pretty big so students can come to that those if they're interested um, any of the philanthropy events that the organizations host are more than welcome you know students are more than welcome to come to those I think that's definitely where you can find a connection mm-hmm. with those organizations so say you know an individual student um, has someone in their family or a friend or you know family friend whoever that is maybe a survivor of breast cancer or currently is fighting that battle we have an organization whose philanthropy focuses on the education and awareness of that and so you don't have to be a part of that organization to give to that and so I think that that's super important um, one for our organizations to promote themselves and to market themselves so that way they are approachable to students even though they may not want to join the group they can still connect with those students and so those are events students can come to and then closed events that has to do with like our Greek you know Greek life chapters and such but sometimes they host some socials around town or if they're interested in going to those those are open to students but the bigger ones that I mentioned meet the Greeks and some philanthropy events are pretty large but if you want entertainment Greek week (laughs) is the place to come just to watch and see the most competitive people I've ever seen come out of the woodworks for lip sync battle for tug of war for whatever but definitely Greek week is a just a for pure entertainment it's a good time <laughs> it's fun memories are made can support each other and so I would just say though some of those events are good ones to come to so what other advice would you give first generation students who are seeking out resources here at ATU so I would say 
to ask the questions. Being first gen, you may not know the answer to everything and that's okay, but understanding that if you ask the question, there's probably someone else in the room that was gonna ask the same thing or was afraid to ask it because they didn't wanna be that person. But I think that's something that you create that space and you can create that opportunity to ask a question because that question may lead to something else. And then that may lead to something else. And then that leads you to an opportunity that you didn't know was available to you. So I think for the, for all first gen, including myself, let's continue to ask those questions. Um, ask the whys. It's just for educational purposes. You're not questioning anyone in a negative way. You just want to know why or you want to know how something operates or how it works. So that way you can then be a resource to someone else if they have the same question mm-hmm. in a conversation. Thank you. What would you say is your office's social media handle? I know you have a lot of different <laughs> RSOs, but just... Just the main ones. <laughs> yeah, so the ATU SAB um, mm-hmm. is for Student Activities Board, and then ATU underscore FSL is for the Office of Fraternity and Sorority Life. So you follow those. They share all the things on campus. They share all things involvement um, and about resources and, you know, anything that's happening on campus comes off of those pages. Okay, thank you. Yeah. We hope to see you all around, and if you ever come to the office, know that I'm the one that sits outside, and Riley's office is right in here, and I can tell you where she's at. <laughs> Please make sure to come check out our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, we are ATU First Gen, and on Facebook, we are Arkansas Tech University's First Gen Student Experience. On campus, we are in Doc Bryan 171. Don't be scared to pop in. <laughs> <laughs>